0: Love Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Rock painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. i sure I'm glad you did. I am super excited for today's episode. Uh, we've got a, uh, an actor, uh, the star, actually, of uh, a brand new movie called Sleepwalk Kill. It's a horror comedy, and I loved it. Uh, this is a fantastic – he's also a producer on this uh, – it's a fantastic film. And without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Mr. Bill Wright, uh, Rick. Oh, and we've got to hit the button now. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Cool film, Bill. Cool film. This was great. Oh, we we appreciate it. Yeah, it was uh, got pretty much everybody working
1: on it. This was our, our first uh, first feature, so it's, it's nice to get a little positive feedback
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely let me ask before we get into the uh the details of the film let's find a little bit of, uh, about you where did you grow up at
1: i grew up uh What's right your... outside
0: of philly okay okay very cool now did you guys film this in that same area or where was it? was it filmed out in l.a
1: yeah, no, no, no. This is uh f- about as almost as silly far away from LA as you could get, uh right uh in Yardley, uh, Pennsylvania, which is uh right right on the uh New Jersey side of PA. And uh I a got small you. small little quiet suburban town uh that we uh you know, all swarm into uh a couple times a week for the, the length of the production. And uh, nice. we were lucky to have we had the support of the whole the whole town was behind us so it was really nice to feel uh, like all hands were on deck.
0: That's cool. That is cool. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, independent filmmaker, and um, he was telling me this crazy story. He said um, he had just wrapped uh, filming uh, in a little town in Georgia, and he he said the same thing. The whole town was excited. Everybody was you know the the local diner was was making them dinner and stuff. And, um, then he was, he goes, the difference between filming someplace like that where it's fun and nice and that energy kind of travels over to you. He goes, versus filming it, trying to do it in LA. He goes, the last time I filmed in LA, he, uh, there was a guy mowing the lawn and he said he must have mowed the same patch of lawn 20 times and oh, he finally get paid he. paid off. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing, and he went over uh-huh. there and paid him 50 bucks, and, um, you know, and it's just, and that doesn't, you know, everybody's like, eh, it's 50 bucks, it's, it's that's lunch or something somewhere, but the thing is, folks, when you're making an independent film, all of your money is going to that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, 50 bucks is important, <laughs> You're Some right. Pizza for the crew. <laughs>
1: you know, seriously. Pizza for a couple <laughs> you know? cool squib effects, blood splatter kind of thing that could have went towards.
0: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, Bill. When you were growing up, when you were a youngster uh, there outside of uh, Philly, did you know that showbiz is what you were going to be uh, winding up doing? Any idea? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no,
1: not at all.
0: <laughs> uh
1: i was uh like again couldn't couldn't be further from uh hollywood uh, you know geographically in, in america so I d- i didn't uh didn't really think that uh show business in my cards. and then i just grew up loving uh stand up comedy uh and then okay. you know collecting i would i would go to like uh thrift stores with my pop up when i was a kid and buy uh buy old like steve martin Albums and stuff. Nice. And that's like, kind of how I got into uh, liking comedy. And then I, when I moved down into the city, where I grew up, I started doing stand up. And then that's kind of how I, I was able to score a couple of acting and it's uh, hard. acting gigs. Yeah, oh, no was I... in, uh, in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they're kind of a tough It doesn't matter if it's stand up. I, oh man, I went to a goth concert. I was in college. And um, we all it was in Boston. We there was like nine of us that loaded up in this little car, and um, drove to Philly to see a concert. And the guy singing, the goth guy singing, some English goth guy, got into a fight with the audience, some guy in the audience. I'm like, man, Philly's rough.
1: Well, you'll be pleased to know happened. it hasn't changed at
0: all. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. That is funny. Well, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are in, a, in the stand-up game, and um, it, it, they're you know, it's interesting because before I met a lot of people in stand-up, I would always assume, like I guess most people do, that, that stand-up people are, are you know, people in that business are, are very uh, you know, fun and, and jovial to be around, and all Further from the truth, everyone I know is very serious, you know, and, and take that craft very serious. Um, you know, uh, always writing, <laughs> always writing. And, um, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, tell the magic trick or anything. At least that's been my experience. Um, are you a serious person uh, when it comes to your comedy?
1: I have to put effort into not being so serious because I do, I do get caught okay. up in uh and wanting to be the best and wanting to have, you know, wanting to write right until it's uh, the best joke that that could have ever been put down anywhere. But ultimately uh, that's not how people connect with you. <laughs> you have right. to be fun for people to don't want to come back and see you again.
0: Absolutely. I'm, um, I'm not in the entertainment. Well, peripherally, um, I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff. Been doing that for like 20 years. And I have the same problem. I love talking about art. Um, You know, I could sit there all day and talk about it. Uh, If if I'm talking to someone that's like that, that, you know. But, man, that is such a dull subject, and it's real easy to see people's eyes start to glaze over. (laughs) You know, you're like, well, in the 17th century, you see, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, come on, please. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that old lady in an airplane You know, you don't want to look over and see the lady <laughs> <in it>. um, <laughs> you know? You're right it's the, it's the That's cool, man Well, stand-up, too, is so important Because it's all about comedy You know, is uh, and horror is kind of that way, too Really, if you think about it You you have to have the set-up and the payoff And, and all of that, you know um, For it to work Yeah, And you guys did that with this film Uh, I was very impressed with this. I had a good time with it, you know. Um, Oh, thank you. Very good time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, the difference, too, is um, here you're performing, you're you're performing a script that other people have written. Did you have any, were you helping out with the writing of this, or was it all wrapped up uh, by the time you got to it? Everyone, you. Justin
1: Miller, the director, wrote the the script, and it was
0: okay. Uh,
1: it perfect as it was, and then we'd get you know on set and maybe uh, you know do a couple takes. And by the you know third or fourth take, I'm a little tired of saying the same words, so I would try to throw <laughs> something else in there, catch everybody off guard, see if I could make them laugh. So sometimes I'd uh, I can't even say it was punching up the script because the script was already so tight and so and so funny that I was just maybe um punching parallel. (laughs) Okay,
0: okay. Delivery and whatnot, I get it. Well, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member... You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, us
2: Hey, rockers. This is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Bill Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to
3: podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget for novices collectors and healers visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROX. that's ROXX that's R O X X for 10% off your first order remember tosots.com earth's treasures brought to light Hi, folks. Jamie
0: Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of, uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest, uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out, uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, The Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt. And, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle is just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Now let me ask you this: you know, Justin's probably will be listening to this uh, interview at some point. So that being said, did he, uh, you know, start um, channeling Kubrick a little bit? Make you do a bunch of takes and all this and that? Uh, if
1: when when he did, it was all for very good reason. It wasn't a, it wasn't you know him chasing me up the. the this stares with me he swinging a baseball bat at him over and over again. Yeah, no, no, no. There was nothing, nothing where I, you know, I, I got to go leave the uh, the industry and live in Texas for thirty years without any contact <laughs> to the outside world, and my fans have to throw me a birthday party every year because. Anyway, uh, no, no. So I don't, I don't feel like Ball at, at all after this experience. Justin took took good care of us.
0: Oh, we shouldn't laugh. We're probably we're going to hell for that. But you know, it is funny. <laughs> Is is, she's back. She's back at it. She's got a movie coming out. The trailer just
1: came out today. It's uh going so yeah, it bold like First first project in years and years. So I'm really really excited um, because it's you nice to see her
0: thing. healthy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100 100%, 100%. I always wondered. I re- recently rewatched The Shining and um, mm-hmm. I you know, I hadn't seen it uh, since I was a kid, really. And um yeah, what a brilliant movie. But I was wondering, I'm like Another one of my, uh, the very first movie, I'm a child of the 80s, um, one of the first movies that I saw at home on video cassette. Father had bought this giant Betamax machine, brought it home. His friend oh. had opened up a uh, a video rental place, and we rented um, Popeye with Robin Williams. Fantastic film. Oh, of course. Out of the park. You know, Shelley Duvall was a perfect olive oil. I was, and I'm, so I'm watching The Shining, you know, and the stairs and her discovering the book and all the stuff that happened. And I'm thinking to myself, did she do Popeye after The Shining? Or it had to be before, right? Oh, I guess so. I have no idea. I didn't even think of that. She was great in that. Popeye. And, um, you know, I've always heard the, the stories about how, yeah, after The Shining, she kind of needed a, <laughs> needed a break, you know? which I did. Which so it turns
1: out, oh, my. Popeye was 1980, and The Shining was 1980, so they might, must have been mm. right around the same time.
0: She, she probably did The Shining after she shot Popeye. <laughs> I, I hope
1: so. If you don't turn around and do a, a, a bright and shiny
0: no. movie right
1: away, you got to take, take some time.
0: Well, and you know... The interesting thing after watching The Shining 2 is I really got um, – oh, what's his face? Uh, Edward sets her hands. Um, Edward. Um, uh, Tim Burton. I got Tim Burton's Batman. Nicholson is the Joker. I'm like, ah, makes sense now. Makes sense. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. <laughs> I I get it, uh, you know, on a whole new <laughs> level that I never did as a kid. And, uh, you yeah, know, I came away with that with more appreciation. Um that's cool, man. That is cool. So you obviously, you know, you're in this business and you're obviously a big movie fan too. Um are you the out of your group of friends, are you the guy that's seen all the movies or do you hang out with a bunch of movie folks? Oh,
1: I uh I growing up thought that uh knowing all the movies could be a replacement for one's personality. So I spent a lot of time uh, in my parents' basement trying to cultivate an aura of being a oh the film knower, and then I went to film school and I looked around and saw everybody was like that. I said, oh, I'm <laughs> this isn't nearly as special as I thought it was going to be. So I uh, I had to that was my first film school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man,
0: it's just like um. I, I was I'm calling not, my no friends back are. home. I was calling him crying. I'm like, I want to come home. (laughs) This isn't good. I have made a mistake. And everybody's like, no, hang out. Hang out, man. You got it. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) But, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know. I I took off. uh, The uh, the
1: professors. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, James?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Finish your thought about the professor.
1: I was just gonna say the professor said if you're here to make Terminator 2, you, you should you should leave.
0: Uh, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh man. Well, you know, Terminator 2. I'm, I'm sure some people got uh, some swimming pools out of the deal or something. Not all bad, you know. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to make these big hits, you know, to uh, make the fun stuff. Now I I totally hear you. I totally. <laughs> so after um after school, did you start immediately working in film and whatnot?
1: No, no. I uh, I took a circuitous. Re- I uh, <laughs> dropped out of film school. Started learning uh, how to write sketch comedy. Okay. And uh, th- that was kind of where. Uh, things started for me, people would be like, oh, I saw him in that. So then I get a, am in a play and then somebody sees the play and asks me to be in this movie. And so that's, that's kind of how things progressed and all, all the while I'm doing, you know, stand up and improv too. And, uh, little by little building up confidence more than anything.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, comedy's rough. People don't hold back, you know, um, at least in my gig, people you you paint a crappy painting, people are like, ah, you better keep your day job. You know, you don't tell them <laughs> it's your day job, but <laughs> nobody's throwing ashtrays at you or drinks or anything. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen some rough comedy skits or uh, performances though, where it's like, man, settle down, folks. You don't have to make the guy cry. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, it's- yeah. It's, uh, I- plenty of nightmare experiences like that where I'm standing there going like, I, I know these, these you know, jokes are are good, and they made people laugh last night. They'll probably make somebody laugh the next night. But tonight, uh, you know, oh, I'll get off stage and find out, like, the Flyers lost or something, and <laughs> that's like, why nothing was working for me. <laughs>
0: no, it it Well, it's interesting because it's one of those things that definitely um, – you know, can uh, be affected by environment, too, and location. Different cities are in different things, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know this well, you know, as you travel around and everything. Let me ask you this. Now, um, you know, we just, I don't know if you heard or not, we uh, we just had this big pandemic, and um, <laughs> um, all <laughs> no of kidding. my, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, all of my uh, stand-up friends, had it rough my stand up friends and my uh d j friends had it rough i mean not and I'm not making light of all the ter- terrible things that happened to you know the, well, a lot of people died in that they had it real rough but um as far as keeping momentum going and whatnot <clears throat> those are two things that are real hard to do on a facebook oh, yeah. live feed you know because you're not getting the immediate feedback and whatnot um you know, maybe you read the message scroll or something, but it's not the same. Did you do any of those, or did you just take the time during the pandemic to write more material?
1: I, I wrote a lot during the pandemic, and didn't didn't really uh didn't really do too much on Zoom. Get a couple auditions uh, via Zoom, but for the most part, I was lucky in that I was able to distance myself from. Zoom comedy. I'm sure it's done well occasionally. I haven't uh, been lucky enough to see a great Zoom comedy show, uh, no. but I did see. No, that's not true. I'm sorry. I, I did have a couple friends who did use it uh, in innovative ways that I couldn't have ever thought of myself. So uh, uh, th- there were there were a couple that were great, but I I never really uh, never really gave it much of uh, a shot. I record. I was able to like. Use Zoom to record a couple like short stories for I think it was for WHYY or something out in, uh, the tri out on the East Coast and uh, but other than that yeah I, I kind of writing became more of a full time uh, thing as I I got to shack up in Oxford England uh, during oh, really? the bulk of the pandemic yeah it was really cool right right before the uh, the travel restrictions went into place my girlfriend and I uh, fled to uh, her her home hometown of Oxford, and so I was able to. That was like pretty, without sounding too artsy fartsy, it was it was pretty uh you know refreshing and and I got some inspiration out oh, of yeah. changing my location and, and and that kind of thing. So it was a great uh, a great uh experience. But I agree with you, comedians definitely the 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 the, the real victims of the pandemic.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know, you know, I like I said, I have a. I have it's it's weird. I have a bunch of friends, especially in the DJ world, um, electronic music, that had just I know, like four people that got these Vegas residencies or these big clubs and stuff, and a couple stand up people, and um, you know, it's hard when you're used to being broke for years and years, and suddenly you're not, um, not to not to buy stuff, cars and and stuff, you know, because you can totally and all these people did that and then the pandemic happened and the bills still kept coming (laughs) and there Mm -hmm. wasn't, there wasn't any business, you know, they weren't working and suddenly they're, you know, back to the Camry and, um, you know, the apartment. Um, That was a lesson, you know, hard lesson for them to learn. Um, I get it though. I get it. uh, Uh, But they're doing, everybody's pretty much, Bounce back, so that's a good thing. Um, that's good news. Crazy. No, did you guys? You were in Oxford, so you guys didn't film this during the pandemic. No, we were
1: right Sleepwalk prior to Kill. the uh, right prior to the pandemic in uh, November of three years ago. Now,
0: uh, yeah, wow. it was
1: like three years ago. In a couple of weeks, we wrapped up production on Sleepwalk Kill, so it was right, amazing, right before stuff hit the, the fan um, that we I'll were able it. to... And then luckily that... Me year. and my
0: wife, we got married the week before they closed. I was... Me and my friends were kind of joking around about the, the, the whole COVID thing at our wedding reception. A week later, I'm, I'm worried mutants are going to attack the house, you know? I was like, oh, oh here's God. how Mad Max starts. I can't be the guy <laughs> yeah. on the back of the motorcycle. I gotta be the guy with the mohawk on the front of the motorcycle, driving the motorcycle, that was my only goal, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the glory that was, position, yeah, you, you don't want to be the dude on the back that's spot welded to it, um, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. That, that, that's bad. so Oxford, how cool is that, I mean, you know, provided if you could go outside or when you finally could, sitting under an apple tree, you're like, yeah, Isaac Newton sat here, you know, I mean, that's, dot rocks us www dot j a m i e r o x x dot u s
1: metal babe mayhem
3: Networking and
1: more. Metal Babe Man is taking taking over over the world, one shirt at a time.
2: Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com, that's com as well as online on Instagram and Facebook, links are in our website. From La Holler to Miami to London, (laughs) www.merch.jamierocks.us.
0: So your girlfriend, let me ask you this. Now here's a big serious question, Bill, and I'm sorry for delving so deep into your personal life. So you guys did the pandemic together. Are you still together?
1: Yes, yes, we are. And, uh, all I can, right. All right. Oh, she's a good way to keep it, her. If you can uh if you can get through the pandemic with somebody, you can get through anything. Oh them.
0: absolutely. It was a good uh yep.
1: a good uh that traveling together too is a good test of uh, of the strength of a relationship and lucky for us we had uh, uh just it really brought us closer in a in a beautiful way and I got absolutely. to spend uh a lot of time with her, her family which was nice and probably wouldn't happen in that it, there's no, there's no circumstances in which we we get to spend that much time together out of work ever again. So it was, I'm really grateful for that, that experience.
0: I remember I've never, I've only been in England switching planes and airports. Every time I go through England, I, I don't only switch planes. But I have to go to another airport I take a bus over there or something. And um, so I don't know that much about uh, England as far as, as staying there. Um, my big city was Paris. And um, one of the things that I, that I liked about Paris is here in the States, people ask, you know, everybody wants to know one of the first things, uh, your work is your, a big part of your identity here. And, you know, what do you do? Uh, oh, I'm a painter. Here people ask you, oh, do you paint houses or cars? You know, you're like oh, it depends on how much the check is. You know, um, but nobody's back when I was dating and young and wolfing around. Nobody's father was ever impressed with, oh, I'm a painter. <laughs> you know, that didn't impress anybody. Um, well, quite the opposite. But in Europe, in Paris, at least, that, that to my knowledge um, that I experienced, people were like they treat you like a doctor or something. I mean, it's very cool. Does that happen when they find out you're an actor, an, inter- an entertainer, a comedian? Well, I'll just—I don't
1: know that anybody was impressed, uh, but I, I do—I do feel like outside of the state, you know, what little experience I've had outside, I can't even say in England, it seemed like um, there was less. Value placed on productivity, whereas here in the states, people brag to you that they they work a, a sixty, eighty hour week or something like that. Right. Over in England, they they'd scoff at you like, "What the heck is wrong with you that you're putting in that much? What do you? Where is your life? You know?"
0: Right, right. We've we've been trained very well, and I think that's very very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, it's uh, it's crazy. It's Crazy when you think about it, because you're like, ah, because most people, 90% of the people out there in the workforce, are, I don't know if it's 90, I'd say it's a good strong 75% though uh, percent aren't doing their passion, you know, they're, no. they're working yeah, a right. job out of circumstance, you know, oh, I need to make money, a uh, kid needs braces, I have a wife or girlfriend that likes shoes, you know, or maybe I like shoes, you know, who knows. But you're doing it for reasons that aren't, you know, oh, I have to, I'm, I have to do this, you know. Um, first thing I think about when I wake up, last thing before I go to bed. I would say, good, a, a large percentage. Are, so, yeah, so why are you killing yourself, man? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, what's it for? Oh, man, crazy. Well, killing yourself. Now, you, you not only are doing something cool, uh, comedy and whatnot, now you're doing movies. You're doing movies. Yeah. And yeah. not only do you get to put star on your business card, you get to put producer too. You know, that's, I don't know if you know this, Bill, that's big time, big shot business in the movies, you know? That'll get you into the yeah, club. It feels, it feels that way. <laughs> All right.
3: That was oh. a role
1: I just kind of fell into because nobody else was, uh, was doing it. We wrapped uh, photography and then. Uh, the director edited the movie, and then it was kind of like, "Well, now what?" Um, so I, I kind of did my best to learn how to take it from sitting on somebody's hard drive to to putting it, you know, in front of as many eyeballs as we could. And turns out that that made me a producer, so <laughs> I was happy to get to add that to my resume. And now I'd really welcome the opportunity to. to Help, uh, help another project out the same way. And I know the next time well, I make a movie, I'll know how to, what to do with it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, You know, when I was a kid, my, my dad was a, a a car guy. He, lo- he. my father loved nothing more. Ah, I got a free Saturday. Let's take an engine apart and then put it back together, you know, for fun. Um, mm-hmm. Not my cup of tea. I hate working. I mean, I you know, it's funny because I know how to do it because I had to help him all the time, um, you know, do it. But uh, it, it was interesting because I remember telling my father, ah, I'm going to be a, like a Picasso, Dad. I'm going to, ha- you know, have a bunch of money. I can pay somebody to do this. He's like, yeah, but how will yeah, you know they're if they're ripping you off? <laughs> oh, my God. Very true. Hey, Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, to this day, you know, know. I'm the friend that people, I don't know how this happened because it's really not my personality, but I am definitely the friend out of our social circle. Yeah. My car's making a weird noise. Let's call Jamie and hold the phone to the engine and see if he can tell me what the issue is. Gee, what a
1: valuable skill to have though. I
0: guess, I guess, but man, I, but most times I'm like, I don't know. Have you watched some YouTube videos? Maybe that'll, that'll help. Yeah. Uh but I'm I'm Prairie right there with you. I'm,
1: I'm I'm grateful to have not been uh, born into you know the Hollywood elite because uh, you know I know what a gallon of milk costs and stuff like that. like I, I'd rather be able to uh, <laughs> get work done in between projects than only know how to act. <laughs> I'm sitting Absolutely. at home in between gigs, you know, so I can. Uh, well, I, I'm. I'm I'm lucky to have that, you know, working class kind of background.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and and you just, at least I do, I kind of respect that a lot more than when I come across folks who don't have that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do business with them. (laughs) They don't know, you know, they don't understand going to bed tired. Um, And, you know, it says a lot, I think. But, you know, the cool thing, speaking of um, your film, sleepwalk kill and hey i have to mention this before i forget folks on our show page we have links to the instagram of sleepwalk kill uh the movie and also twitter and the imdb uh page and those links stay active when we convert this to a podcast if you're listening to it on spotify or wherever um we're on everything um you can click on the link and go right to it so that's pretty cool uh but what i wanted to say is a cool film like this is you have this on your resume, it's an independent in the business. I, I think it's, they use the term micro budget, um, but it's such a great movie that you could show this. You know, when you're pitching your next project or something, and people say, "Well, look what they did with this uh, amount." You know, this is amazing. I think that's Absolutely. a strong position. You know, shows Absolutely. what you can all, do.
1: That's what we were all in it for. We we knew. None of us was going to make a a million dollars on it, but we're all now able to take the lessons that we learned and uh, and use that in the next project and hopefully secure more more work when people see the movie. And so uh, I, everybody everybody involved is is really grateful for the, the lessons learned along the
0: way and what we can take from this movie into our future yeah it's cool man it's it's awesome no it drops, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming out in a couple of weeks November fourteenth the big day i believe right
1: actually it's tomorrow November fourth is the uh when it'll be available- november on 4th. amazon yeah they they uh there was a little bit of a mix up with the uh the press release i think there was some inconsistencies. I, but uh, i got I'm sure that. tomorrow November fourth the movie will be available on amazon google play apple t v
2: and Microsoft Movie. Nice, nice. Well, we are. Uh,
0: I I will be changing all of our <laughs> our copy on that as soon as the show's over. Um, but November fourth, folks. November fourth. This is a great movie. This is a great movie. Um, and you know, I, I I can't believe it, but we've already entered the holiday season. If you're looking for cool gifts. This is a cool gift. You got a horror fan, a comedy fan um, on your holiday shopping. Two birds with one stone right here, man. Sleep, walk, yeah, kill. Digital copy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All you need is their email. You know? It's amazing. Perfect. And um, this is this is also a great film for any insomniacs you might know because, you know, people always complain about insomnia. Maybe it's not that bad of a thing in certain situations. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
1: In this particular situation, insomnia would be a lifesaver. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> this is also a good film if you know somebody who's going through a divorce. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to give anything. I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, oh man! Can you imagine In okay. the world? And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I can't imagine. I acted it. <laughs> I was there." Oh I, uh, my gosh!
1: In a movie where there's a, uh, you know homicidal sleepwalking killers on the loose. It's a great reminder that sometimes uh, family is uh, is the, the scariest thing you, you can encounter in your, your day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, all those fun holiday gatherings are coming up, too, and during an election cycle. So that's going to be fun for everybody. Could be worse. At least they're not trying to eat you. Um, you know, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing, so very cool, so Billner, you, know, you got this in the can. It drops tomorrow. Do you have any other projects uh, that you can talk about? I know you've, I know you Hollywood types uh, sometimes can't speak of projects that are happening, um, NDAs and the like. Uh, I'm teasing you, of course, uh, but do you have projects you want to mention? That no nothing nothing uh, nothing in the
1: immediate pipeline uh if you're in the Chicago area we got some live shows coming up on uh, my sketch team out here um but other than that nice. kind of uh trying to get myself up off the pulling myself up by the bootstraps writing my own own projects to work on and then I know uh I'd be remiss not to plug Justin Miller's next movie he wrote a, a an as of yet perhaps untitled uh Retro sci-fi comedy he's got uh, coming up. Uh, be on the, the lookout for that as well.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, that's right up my alley. I can't wait to see that as well. I love Sleepwalk Kill. Knocked it out of the park, Bill. You're awesome. Everybody was awesome in it. This is a good movie. It's a very good movie. No, thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know you're a busy fellow, and you're doing a lot of press right now. Movie drops tomorrow and everything. I want to thank you for taking time to be on our show. You're killing it. You rock, you know.
1: Oh, the pleasure was mine. I'm, I'm grateful for your time. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and, and, and talk with you about it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, Bill Reich, actor, producer, Sleepwalk Kill, drops tomorrow. you got to see it. This is a great film. Thank you so much, Bill.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Have a good one, everybody. We'll see
1: you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
3: This has been pop art painter Jamie Rox's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio.
2: Pana Oli... Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
0: Hey, the Harry Hicks from Svea, Okneel Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks.
2: Blog Talk Radio.